Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie, lively, entertaining banter on sports topics you want to hear. Welcome to the January 8th, the second edition of our fourth year as the Sports Rivals. That's Ernie, I'm Monty, and together we're going to cover the world of sports, lots of football in our future. But first, Ernie, we're lucky enough to be there Wednesday night for the men's volleyball first game of the season. They win three straight over Loyola of Chicago in a hard tested three games Friday night a different story as they have 29 service errors losing in five sets including being up 12-7 in set five losing 15-13 a painful split for the uh, for the warrior men Loyola Chicago has to be extremely excited about leaving Hawaii at one and one yeah especially after that sweep in uh, you know on that first game you know UH they actually had a lead going into the third game the Aloha ball game for the UH uh, on that first on that opening night up 17 to 11 UH brings in their super sub uh, Keone time and he does provide that spark uh, leading them back to uh you know, a sweep that night. Unfortunately, the service arrows did them in, you know, two nights later. So, but this team is good. This team is good. Not UCLA good. You know, I don't think anybody, you know, in the country is UCLA good right now. But, you know, UH will make some noise. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that was the one thing that I observed right there on Wednesday is that this team is not as good as last year's teams, but nobody expected that to. They lost Jakob Tella. They lost the other All-American uh, in Milicic. And they have bodies here, a lot of young talent, a 17-year-old all-world setter, six foot eight. looks like he's going to be special. So this team is going to be a work in progress that will probably get better as the season progresses. Um but I would have to say, as exciting as Wednesday's victory was, a little disappointing to end at 1-1. One and one. But such is the regular season. Better to lose now than at the end of the year. Exactly. It's just, it's just their second game. A lot of season left. Absolutely. On the men's basketball side, they go to the mainland. They split on the road. They come home now with one win and two losses in conference. Losers of five of their last seven. So hopefully they can get back on the winning ways and get on a little bit of a run here as we enter Big West uh, play. Now, Ernie... What we really wanted to talk about is the NFL. This season is complete with uh, Miami's 21-14 loss to Buffalo. The playoff picture is completely set. And Saturday, your Steelers did their part going into Baltimore, benefiting from the fact that they rested a ton of guys. But it doesn't matter. In bad weather, they win 17-10. They are now in the playoffs as the seventh seed will be headed to Buffalo next week to take on the red-hot Buffalo Bills. Yeah, bittersweet. I mean, I, lo- I love the fact that they made it into the playoffs. It would be, it would be really, really sad if a 10-7 and 7 win uh, Steelers team didn't make the playoffs. But it's, you know, it, it's their own fault. They lost to the likes of Arizona and New England, uh, two teams that were had two wins on their records at that point uh, in the season. Uh, you know, but... Hey, they found the gem in, in, in Mason Rudolph. That's to me that's the positive thing about it. I think Trubisky has seen his last 
playing time as a Steeler. I, uh, you know, I there is chatter that the Steelers might pick up another quarterback. Who knows if Penix drops down to them, uh, depending uh, on you know his draft status later on. But now they head over to the Buffalo Bills, winners of six out of their last seven. A hot Buffalo Bills team. Uh, and the big thing is T.J. Watt is injured. T.J. Watt being out of the Steelers lineup for 11 games. The Steelers record 1-10 and 10 in those 11 games. It doesn't look, pre- it doesn't look good. Well, oh, but you know what? Uh, you get into the dance and anything can happen. I mean, look yeah. what happened last year in Buffalo. Cincinnati went in there and just destroyed Buffalo 24 to 10. You're right. Buffalo is red hot right now. They go from out of the playoffs entirely all the way to the number two seed in the AFC in just two weeks ago. They were out of the playoffs. Now they're the two seed. So this is how it's going to shake out the Ravens at number one. Get a bye. Buffalo will host the Pittsburgh Steelers in one wild card matchup. Miami with all of their injuries and more injuries today for them. Feel bad for Tua and the Dolphins. They are now the sixth seed. They have to go to Kansas City, which you know what? That might be a better matchup for them than playing Buffalo again. So Miami may benefit from this situation. And then the Houston Texans, that of three wins last year, 3-13-1, go 10-7, win the AFC South, and is your fourth seed. They will play the Cleveland Browns in that wild card matchup. So it's going to be an exciting playoff. We'll get a little bit more to, uh, on that as we get uh, to the end. But Ernie, let's just kind of quickly recap what happened today. <clears throat> Let me just pull this up. Uh, we talked about the Buffalo-Miami game. Buffalo goes, wins 21-14 despite three turnovers by Josh Allen. They find a way to get it done. Uh, Miami, again, injury after injury after injury. In Bill Belichick's probable last game with the New England Patriots in absolutely brutal weather uh, in Foxborough. The Jets win their seventh game of the year to go to 7-10. and 10. The Patriots finish the season at 4-13. and 13. Who would have thunk it? Uh, we talked about the Browns. Uh, um, they lose today to Cincinnati, benching everyone. And the AFC North, everyone, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati finishes at 9-8. and eight. The first division since 1935 pre-Super Bowl to have everyone finish at above 500. An incredible accomplishment from that division. Three of those teams are in the playoffs. Cincinnati at 9-8 and eight, probably kind of overachieved a little bit considering Joe Burrow went out a Early. long time Early. ago. Yeah. Browning really did uh, some good for, for the Bengals. Then in the South, the Jacksonville Jaguars' miserable season comes to a close. Um, they were at 8-2 and two at one point, the number one seed coming off a victory against Pittsburgh. From that moment on, they go 1-6 and six to fall completely out of the playoffs. They just seem to be a mess. Trevor Lawrence just does not look right. He is banged up, but still, that whole team just didn't look right. The Colts overachieved this year as well. They go to 9-8, and eight, losing a heartbreaker to the Texans on a drop pass on fourth and one at the end of the game and then Tennessee spoiler roll knocks off Jacksonville in Henry's probable last game with the Titans he had a monster game today Kansas City um 
They win despite benching everybody at the Chargers. They finish at 11 and 6. The Raiders knock off the Broncos. Both teams finish at 8 and 9. I think Antonio Pierce should get that job if they don't lure Jim Harbaugh. And then the Chargers at 5 and 12. In the NFC. Dallas wins the East at 12 and 5. Philadelphia's swoon continues. Things go from bad to worse today. Jalen Hurts dislocated the middle finger on his throwing hand. They popped it back in. He tried to play for a little bit, was taken out of the game in the first half. Um, AJ Brown looks to have a serious knee injury. They don't believe it's the ACL, but it's gonna, it was a pretty significant knee injury. He's likely to be out next week. They've lost five out of six down the stretch, and they're a mess. Yeah, they are the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFC, except they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the Giants finish at six and eleven with the victory over Philadelphia, and the Commanders at four and thirteen. Detroit played everyone today, trying to get a win. They get that win, thirty to twenty over the Vikings to finish at twelve and five. However, they lose. Uh, tight end Laporta to a knee injury he's definitely going to miss next week's game against the Rams uh, and a couple of other injuries that they suffered today the Packers they win today over the Bears they secure the last playoff position in the NFC they finish at nine and eight Vikings and Bears at seven and ten although the Bears have the Panthers first pick so they will be picking first next year in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Tampa Bay wins the NFC South with a 9-0 shootout victory over the Carolina Panthers. The Saints playing really good ball down the stretch. Unfortunately, too little, too late. They also finish at 9-8, but out of the playoffs. The Falcons at 7-10. I believe Arthur Smith's going to be fired. And the Panthers at 2-15. San Francisco finishes at 12-5. The Rams at 10-7. Ernie, the Rams go into San Francisco today and snap a nine-game regular season losing streak. I don't care who wasn't playing <laughs> for both of the teams. I'll take it. 21-20 Rams. Rams finish the season at 10-7. Seahawks beat Arizona today 21-20 to go to 9-8, but unfortunately for them, too little too late. They are out as well, and the Arizona Cardinals fall to 4-13. So, Ernie, your thoughts on the playoffs? I, I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I'm glad that they went to this extra game, you know, extending out the, uh, the regular season to 17 games and adding the extra team, or else the Steelers would be out. I mean, that's the good thing about it. Uh, as far as week 18, there were you either were all in or all out because I, I was watching three games after on a Sunday in which the Steelers played on Saturday just to figure out what the outcome was. But like you said, when the Rams played the the 49ers, that was a no one no one worth what noteworthy was really playing in those games. Uh, your your guy Puka Nakua was playing. I saw stats on him. Uh, the Raiders versus he played literally until he uh, broke the record, and then he was out for the rest of out. the game. Yeah, and the same thing for the the Chargers and and the Vegas Raiders. I mean, no, I mean, I for people who bought tickets early on for those games. I mean, they definitely didn't get get their money's worth. But that's the NFL for you. I think the way it, it uh, Goodell devised it that Week 18. Uh, was a resounding success. I, I mean, uh, a good closing to the season. Uh, my my teams to make the Super Bowl have ver- have a v- very minute chance of making it. I picked Philadelphia and the Steelers in the Super. Bowl. Slight chance of that happening, but you know, I still got players. 
So let's talk about the NFC. The, the 49ers lock up the one. Dallas is two. Detroit is three. Tampa is four. Eagles five. Rams six. Green Bay seven. Setting up a Green Bay at Dallas matchup two versus seven. Ta- uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay in the five versus four. And what I think is the best game of the, at least the most intriguing, Matt Stafford and my Los yeah. Angeles Rams going back to Detroit to face Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions in their first home playoff game in 40 years it's gonna be complete pandemonium in Detroit that's gonna be one hell of an exciting game I like my Rams chances if they stay healthy um I didn't want to play Dallas Dallas is not a good matchup for the Rams although the way the Rams are playing now they're taking down everyone and anyone um so you can get on a roll but their their wiggle room their depth is so thin that uh, I'm excited about that. Next week, Sunday night, Rams at Detroit in the six versus three. At this point in time, I think from the outside looking in, the Ravens look like the team to beat in the AFC as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Uh, Buffalo's coming on strong, and sometimes it's not how you're playing at the beginning. It's how you're playing at the end. But they still turn the ball over a little bit too much for my liking. I say the Ravens are the favorite in the AFC, and I still like San Francisco in the NFC. I think being able to play at home, uh, I think the only team that can really scare them with the talent is Dallas, but Dallas is a different team on the road. And we saw what happened the last two times they went to San Francisco. So I think we're looking at a Ravens versus 49er, one versus one. Rarely does that happen, although it has happened the last couple of years, or last year at least. Um, That's kind of my thought. I think San Francisco's in the driver's seat. I think um, the Ravens are in a driver's seat. If I had to pick one upset for each one, I think the Steelers have a puncher's chance against Buffalo. Um, But I think the Browns over the Texans is not an upset. No, Browns but are, I think yeah. the Browns are their defense is going to be able to put a stop to CJ Stroud. They just destroyed them a couple of weeks back. I think they're going to be able to to handle them. Uh, and then in the NFC, I don't see Green Bay beating Dallas. Me neither. And Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. I'm not sure if you can consider that an upset if Tampa Bay were to beat Philadelphia at this I agree. point in time. I agree. Nor do I see the Rams in Detroit. I see more of these games as even. I see Buffalo is probably going to be about a five or six point favorite over the Steelers. I say Kansas City over the injury depleted Miami Dolphins will probably be around a five or six point favorite, Uh, maybe less, maybe a four point favorite. Um, And then I see the Texans and Browns. I think the Browns will be giving like three in the NFC. I think Dallas will be giving 10 or so to Green Bay. I think Detroit and the Rams will be like Detroit giving three. And I think uh, the Eagle matchup will be the Eagles giving three on reputation. That would be my guess. You're close because I've seen the lines on top of that. I think the, you, you got the, the Tampa Bay Philadelphia on the money as far as three points are concerned. Oh, yeah. Cleveland <laughs> is giving two. So yeah. we got that one. The Chiefs, there's no line there yet. There's no line on the Steelers' bills. The Cowboys are giving seven and a half. I thought that would be bigger. Detroit's giving three. Yep, we got that one as well. And Philadelphia is giving threes. Yeah, well, pretty good. Yeah. We're very good at cre- guessing the line, not so much at guessing which team to win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but Ernie, I wanted to just real quickly before we get into our final top five teams of the regular season, because I think 
for me, it's pretty easy. I just kind of wanted to touch on the most surprising and disappointing teams to me on the year. I think from the from a disappointing standpoint, I think Jacksonville, considering where they were to how they ended, has to be considered a disappointment. I think the Los Angeles Chargers finishing at 5-12 and 12 with the coach being fired, uh, the injury to Justin Herbert, but even before that, I think them at 5-12 and 12, relative to how I had them at 10-7, and 7, I think they're a disappointment. And then the Jets at 7-10, and 10, huge expectations with Aaron Rodgers going there. Granted, five minutes into the first game, yeah. he gets hurt. Yeah. They were never the real same after that. But other than that, when I looked at my predictions in the beginning of the year in terms of record, um, there's not a lot that's dissimilar. I had Buffalo and Miami both at 10 and 7. Um, Buffalo and Miami both came in at 11 and 6. I had Cincinnati at 11 and 6. But at 9 and 8 without Joe Burrow, I don't consider that a disappointment. I think they did real well for themselves. I had Pittsburgh at 9 and 8. They finished 10 and 7. I was way off on the Baltimore Ravens, which is why they show up on my surprising list. I had them at 9 and 8. They finished at 13 and 4. So on my positive surprises, the Cleveland Browns at 11 and 6. I had them at 7 and 10 and last in the AFC North. The Texans and the Colts. I had both of them finishing at 4 and 13. One finishes at 10 and 7 and wins the division. The other one finishes at 9 and 8 and nearly gets in to the playoffs. Uh, And then my Rams. My Rams, I had winning uh, six games or seven games if I wanted to be positive. They finished at 10 and 7. Never in my wildest dreams that I had them in the playoffs. And they did. Ernie, these are my playoff teams. The number one seed, Jacksonville. (laughs) Kansas City 2, Cincinnati 3, Buffalo, Miami Jets, Chargers, Bernie, I had three of the seven playoff teams only. That's pretty disastrous. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not as good. I'm not far behind. If, if, if anything, I mean, I had Denver in the playoffs. I had Cincinnati in the playoffs. Jacksonville. At Jacksonville in the playoffs on the NFC side, I had Seattle, Minnesota. Me too. So I had Seattle, Minnesota, and New Orleans. All that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so, but you know what? I'll take that when the Rams slide in into one of those one of those stalls. So I just kind of wanted to touch in that. You know, as many upsets as there are. When you look at where we thought they'd be and how they ended up, there weren't that many major disappointments, at least from my perspective. Internally, if you're a fan on these teams, I, I'm sure there were bigger disappointments or bigger surprises. Um, but for me, disappointing seasons, if you're a fan of them, Chargers, Jets, and Jags, uh, really, really happy, positive if you're a Browns, Texans, Colts, or Rams fan. Yeah, and this point comes with injury, too. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, who I had going 11, and six. A big part of that is Joe Burrow's getting uh, injured early in well, this. I had Cincinnati winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's that's going a little ab- above above that, but still, uh, I don't think we could call Cincinnati finishing at nine and eight with Joe Burrow doing that is still excellent. Yeah, I and, think it's remarkable. And I think if Joe Burrow was healthy. He may, he, that may be a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, I think Zach Taylor did a great job. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, uh, I would say, I mean, I, had, I didn't have the Chargers that high up. I mean, I had that 98 winning record, but I always said from last year that this team just finds ways to lose and their, their coach is gone. But on the opposite end, 
the Houston Texans. I had at three and fourteen. The Miko Ryan's uh, did a masterful job. C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Uh, debunk my theory of Ohio State quarterbacks. Mike Tomzak is now not the greatest quarterback coming NFL quarterback coming out of uh, Ohio State is in my opinion it's now CJ Stroud and, and not far behind. You got that you got this guy from Chicago who is going to be very intriguing what they do with their first pick. Uh, this coming draft so yeah absolutely so uh, and I'll get more to to NFL awards in my closing thoughts so Ernie your final top five at the conclusion of the regular season you know it's not going to change much because there's a lot of games where you didn't play all the stars yeah. and you can't you can't discount a team uh, when that happens and you know that they're going to come back and play next week so I still have Baltimore at number one for me <clears throat> San Francisco at number two Dallas at number Three, the only one that changed for me, I had Philadelphia at number four. They lost. They played their, most of their starters. Uh, so I have Kansas City sliding into that number four. Um, sorry, not Kansas City. Yeah, I have Kansas City sliding into the number four. And Detroit closed out my top five. Okay, so for me, I, I dropped uh, both Kansas City and Philadelphia last week. Totally agree. Ravens 1, San Francisco 2, Dallas 3. I have Detroit at number 4, and I have Buffalo at number 5. I believe Buffalo is better than Kansas City um, at this point in time. So I have Buffalo in there as the 2 seed uh, with the same record as Kansas City. Uh, Ravens, uh, San Fran, Dallas, Detroit, and Buffalo. Again, I reiterate that I believe we're looking at a Ravens-San Francisco Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Although I, that doesn't happen. I hope somehow, some way, Detroit, if it's not my Rams, I hope it's Detroit finding a way to get there. But I don't believe they can beat the Rams, the Cowboys, and the 49ers. That's going to be a lot to ask for this Detroit team. Uh, and then in the in the AFC, um, I think it's the Ravens. And the only real team that can beat them, I think, Buffalo. is Buffalo, Buffalo if they don't turn the ball over. Yep. Um, there, there's too many weaknesses and or injuries for everyone else in there. Um, but you never know. All you got to do is get on a three-game winning streak, and you are Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I, I am I am, I am. am 100% with you. I mean, the, the road to the Super Bowl goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. I just don't see those teams faltering. San Francisco learned their lesson last year. It's going to be half. In order for San Francisco not to make it this year, it's going to have to be... But be injuries again. Purdy is going to have to get hurt, you know, or, or or major injuries, you know, on that team are going to have to happen. That's the only way I can see it happening. Uh, it's very hard to win on the road. Those two teams have shown their medal throughout the season. I don't think they crack. You know, Baltimore has been knocking on the door just like San Francisco over these past few years. Lamar Jackson proved everybody wrong. Even me, I said he wasn't worth the money. He gets paid the most, the largest contract in NFL history by a year-to-year standard, uh, making over $50 million a year. Went, in my opinion, the front runner for, uh, and you'll talk about this later, for NFL MVP. He'll win the MVP. I think he'll get that, but as we all know, your contract depends on Super Bowls, yeah. and I think that's a goal that's higher on, definitely a goal that's higher on his mind. Okay, so in our picks to end the year, I got to be proud of this for the first <laughs> time in 13 weeks. I go 2-0 and on the week with Buffalo's minus 3 over Miami coming through. The Saints blew out Atlanta in my other one. I go 2-0. and 
End of show, Ernie. End of show. <laughs> Ernie goes one and one with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then losing with the Patriots against the Jets. Over the year, without adding up all the numbers, Ernie had the better season than me for sure when I went 10 straight weeks of one and one, then two straight weeks of 0 and 2. Um, but I finished at 2 and 0. Now, Ernie, the line has just been posted. Buffalo's a 10 point favorite over the Steelers. Yeah, I, I would have thought, thought that. That's a little bit steep for me. Still no line with the Dolphins and Chiefs. So these lines just came out at this point in time. Are you ready to pick one or two of these games, or should we just have them tune in to social media a little bit later on? You know, I, I'm, I'm ready to go right now. Okay, go for it. I will take the Steelers <laughs> on that 10 point. On the tip, I really think the Buffalo Bills, even though they're that good, uh, they they don't know the Steelers team. The Steelers team is different. They've scored, uh, you know, if not for this past game being in the weather, inclement weather, I think they could have put a 30-burger uh, on top of Baltimore. Baltimore has a better defense than the Buffalo Bills. I think Mason Rudolph just brings an added... Uh, spark to that team i think he has his team believing uh the steelers are decimated on the defensive side having i believe five starters out during injury i don't think they win the game i think they come back score a late touchdown or field goal to cover within the 10 points i like the steelers plus 10 at buffalo but buffalo winning the game in my second pick i'm going to take your los angeles rams over the Detroit Lions, uh, you mentioned, what, what was it, two or three? Three. Three. I will take the Rams. They just know how to get there. This is, like you said, Detroit's first home playoff win. I think Detroit goes into halftime with the lead. I think Matt Stafford and that Ram team come back in the second half to win the game by a touchdown. Okay, so with so few games, I'm going to have to overlap here. I'm also taking my Rams. I like my Rams plus the three points against the Detroit Lions. For everything that Ernie said, I think the Rams and Matt Stafford have proven. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if you remember two years ago when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, they had to go to Tampa Bay and they beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on their way to the Super Bowl. I think they can win on the road. Um, they almost beat the Ravens on the road when the Ravens were blowing everyone else out. So I like the Rams. I think the Lions are a little bit too young at this point in time. I think they'll be overly excited. I think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball. I think we'll know how to rattle Jared Goff and get him to fumble the ball a couple times. I think he's going to be scared of Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald going to be going to be scaring Jared Goff, and then I'll go with the Cowboys laying the seven and a half. I think that's actually uh, a low price for for the Cowboys over the Packers. Packers are playing well the last couple of weeks, but Dallas is home. Um, I like the Cowboys minus the seven and a half. That's yeah. what I'll go with there. But man, not a lot of games to choose from. It, it's tough, and that's why they call it Wild Card Weekend. Wild things will happen. You know, I'd be surprised if if uh, you know both. If we go 4-0, but 
Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Especially that Rams one. <laughs> that counts as two of the four it, in, it does. in one. It does. All right, so Ernie, tonight, by the time you guys listen to this, we're looking at Michigan against Washington. Both of us last week talked about this. I still think it's anybody's game. I'm going to stick with Michigan because I picked them two weeks ago. They're four and a half point favorites. They somehow have found ways to win. It's the world against Michigan. It just seems set up to have Jim Harbaugh win this national championship and then leave for the NFL within a week or so. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. But this Washington team has overcome every critic, every pessimist, every media person that have picked against them. Um, I wouldn't mind them winning. I, 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 Michael Penix, and like we said last week, my daughter and her friends are all in Seattle. Seattle is going crazy right now for University of Washington. They don't even care that the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. It's all about UW tomorrow night. So I think I'm going to stick with last week. We talked about it. Michigan 27-24 over Washington. Washington to cover, Michigan to win. Yeah, and I think that's what I picked last, year, yeah, last week. Yeah, we were the same one. You're sticking with that? I'm sticking with that one. And I like I, I this exactly like... Uh, like how you, I mean, I think Michigan, Michigan's got that. Uh, they've got the best defensive in, defense in the land. I mean, this is basically the immovable force versus the not the immovable force, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object in Michigan. Uh, but I think defense wins championship. That's the old cliche. It's apropos in this instance, in my opinion. I think Washington takes an early lead. Uh, Penix brings them back close, but not enough. I like that final score, like you said, 27-24. Michigan's only been allowing 10 points on defense. Watch the running backs in this game. Both are very dynamic. I think whoever has the better running game in this this, uh, game uh, wins, and I think that will be uh, Blake Corum. 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 And the, with, with the Michigan's, Michigan Wolverines. All right. So there you have it. We both like Michigan 27 to 24. The line is like four, four and a half. The over under is right at 52. So we're not giving you anything to go with here. We're picking Washington, but barely. We're picking 51, which is right there right at there. the total. Yeah, right there. So you know what? You're not going to get any help from us if you're looking for ways to bet. Now, before I switch into my closing thought, which is my guess and predictions for the NFL awards. A quick note about the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers suck and that's all I'm going to say about the NBA. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Ernie. You want to say anything about your Celtics? No, it's too early. We'll wait until after the All-Star game. Uh, And as I say that, the Lakers are up 103-101 over the Clippers with 17 seconds left. That 17 seconds is plenty of time for the Lakers to lose 104 (laughs) to 103. But Ernie, I'm going to transition into my closing thought. And I am going to start shooting out who I think will be the award winners. And then I'll get your, your thoughts on some of these things. MVP to me is clear. Lamar Jackson ran away with the MVP the last month of the year. I agree. Brock Purdy was talked about. Dak Prescott was talked about. Prescott had a stinker at Buffalo. Uh, The Ravens destroyed Brock Purdy's chances. And Lamar lit up the 49ers and then totally lit up the Miami Dolphins. Lamar is going to win this 
possibly unanimously um, because they have the best record. I actually think Christian McCaffrey had a chance had they beaten the Ravens. I think he's more valuable than Purdy to this particular team. I think he had a great year with 21 touchdowns. I think Lamar is going to finish first. I think Purdy's going to finish second. I think Dak's going to finish third. Um, Tyree Kill, if you remember, midway through the season was my pick. His injury and Miami's tailspin down the stretch totally eliminates him. That being said, Offensive Player of the Year, I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Christian McCaffrey and Tyree Kill. I like Christian McCaffrey and his 21 touchdowns, total touchdowns. I think he is uh, going to be your Offensive Player of the Year. And Tyree Kill, too many struggles down the stretch yeah. for the Miami team and his injury. Right. Uh, it kind of went off the rails there, and other people caught him up. In fact, CeeDee Lamb has had just as good a season oh, yeah. as Tyree Kill now when all is said and done. So I like Christian McCaffrey as the Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go with Ernest Jones, linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> 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 Guys, I wish we were on TV. You should have seen Ernie's reaction. <laughs> I like TJ Watt. All right. Earlier in the year, I had Miles Garrett uh, over TJ Watt, but TJ Watt with the two sacks on Saturday finishes with 19. Uh, the Steelers make the playoffs at 10 and 7. Miles Garrett battling his shoulder is really dropped off by his standards over the last four or five weeks. Max Crosby as well. He battled injuries down the stretch. He kind of fell off. I think the biggest competition, and Deron Bland didn't do any more interceptions from that point in time. So TJ Watt kind of rises to the top. I believe he will win the Defensive Player of the Year award. And I don't think it's going to be that close um, the way the season ended for him. This is going to be controversy. I'm going to have a little bit of homerism in here, but Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to take my Puka Nakua over cj stroud cj stroud is probably gonna win it because quarterbacks win everything but if you're going specifically about an offensive performance you cannot turn a blind eye to the greatest rookie wide receiver season in nfl history the most catches ever the most yards ever six touchdowns a key cog in turning the rams around from what's supposed to be a rebuilding season into a playoff contender i think puka nakua deserves offensive player of the year despite the fact that cj stroud is more valuable to his team again cj stroud is is higher up the mvp ranking to me i'm gonna go homer take puka nakua there defensive rookie of the year and this is gonna surprise you as well i'm gonna have a little bit of homerism but it's because i follow the the rams so much that i know the impact of defensive tackle kobe turner Kobe Turner tied Aaron Donald with the most sacks in Rams uh, rookie history. He leads all rookies in sacks by from the defensive tackle position over Will Anderson. He had nine sacks in the year. He is a real stud that the Rams have, have uh, really enjoyed having. I think Kobe Turner narrowly over Will Anderson, although Will Anderson will probably win it because he was the third pick in the draft. He has the better, bigger name recognition. But I really looked at this, and I looked for reasons not to give it to Kobe Turner. And there was statistically, he's just had a better year than anyone else that I can think of uh, that's a rookie. So I'll go Kobe Turner there. And coach of the year, it's a toss-up at this point in time. Kevin Stefanski winning games with 
five different quarterbacks played. They won games with four different quarterbacks. For them to go 11-6 and six in that division with everybody's over 500, with the amount of injuries they had, is remarkable. And D'Amico Ryans, to take a team that was 3-13 and 13 to win the South at 10-7, and seven, you can flip a coin. Two weeks ago, I was on Stefanski, but CJ Stroud got the and the Texans got the job done. They win the division. Um, I can't tell. You can flip a coin. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go D'Amico Ryans because I think they overcame more. Yeah. Um, even if I think this is my coach Sean McVay's best coaching year ever, I think he's going to finish a distant third behind one of these two guys. Your thoughts on any of these awards? I know you agree on the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. You know, there's chatter. I mean, I, I've been looking through the you know the YouTube uh, pages, and there's actually a cry out that uh, you know T.J. Watt uh, is third going into was third at least third going into week 18. I'm not sure how much you know his two sack. Uh, well, third to who? Third to. Uh, believe it or not, Garrett. Yeah. And Parsons. I see, not Parsons. See, and and I by statistics, it's not even close. Uh, Garrett only has 13 sacks. All the way across the board, TJ Watt has more sacks, more tackles for loss, more forced fumbles, more fumble recoveries. He's got more pass defense. But Garrett, for some reason, is catching the eye of, uh, I guess, some of the voters. Well, because they're. Total defense, defense. has been but, but, so dominant. Yeah, but this is an individual award. Yeah. And, and like I said, I had him as my winner <clears throat> about five, six weeks ago. But his production, statistically, right. down the stretch, pales in comparison. Because at one point, Garrett was slightly ahead of Watt in sacks when it was Watt, Crosby, and, and, uh, and Garrett all around 13. Garrett hasn't moved from 13. Yeah. So I don't think at this point in time he should... Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, not sure who that is. I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right because, in my opinion, it's not close. I mean, now it's not close. Back then, like you could make an argument for Garrett. You could have made an argument for Max Crosby back then. You could have made an argument for Deron Bland at that time. Had seven interceptions and six touchdowns, but he hasn't done nothing. None of these guys have really done anything since. Yeah, I and mean, I think T.J. Watt has consistently not that he blew up, but. Every game, he gets a sack. He had two sacks on Saturday before getting hurt. He's compiled statistically the most impressive season. And because the Steelers are in the playoffs at 10-7, and only a game behind Cleveland at 11-6, and I think T.J. Watt's going to win it, and I think it's going to be fairly easy. It should be because with that offense, an offense that scored only barely over 300 points this entire season with a good 80 of those points coming in the final three weeks, that was mo- there was def- a lot of defense won games this year, and that was led by TJ. So I saw. I hope. I hope you're correct. On top of that, I've just seen a lot of chatter that you know there's a lot of disrespect for TJ Watt, possibly not winning the defensive player of the year. I I'm gonna I I I like the Kobe pick. I mean, statistical wise, uh, I think he's done well. Uh, and the Lakers beat the Clippers 106-103 Okay, so wait <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt Ernie But the Rams beat the 49ers And the Lakers beat the Clippers in the same day uh. Stars online <laughs> Stars online Alright, sorry Ernie Go no, ahead and finish your thought No, I can't remember what my thought was I was so enamored by the Lakers beat the Clippers Puka no Kua. I can remember You were talking Puka Okay No, I was talking about Kobe 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Kobe. Yeah, yeah, Kobe too. That's a good pick. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think he comes in third. I think Jalen, is it Jalen Carter from Philadelphia? Yeah, he's faded. He's faded. He's, yeah. He started off hot, but I think that put him in the... And I think he has seven sacks. Uh, he's tied with Will Anderson. Uh, he may come in second, you know, just, just based upon the start that he had. Uh, your Nakua, I believe, should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's going to be C.J. Stroud. Puka's uh, deterrent was Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup didn't come back... That would be a runaway award for Nakua, in my opinion. Well, it's statistically probably, but if Cooper Cup doesn't come back, the Lakers, I mean, the Rams don't win six out of the uh, last seven. I agree with that. But and if they're, if they're at six and 11 or seven and 10, yeah. no one's going to care about Puka Nakua. I think it's because they're winning that he's getting credit for that. So, yeah, I mean, we're looking at a situation where um, two Rams have chances at offensive and defensive rookies of the year the bottom line is whether they win or not two cornerstone young pieces for this ram team going forward yeah but that's the same thing for the jets didn't they have wilson and uh sauce Gardner last year well they're still good <laughs> they just they just their quarterback got hurt no, and no, sauce Gardner is still a pro I, I, I understand i'm just i'm just being facetious uh coming from that standpoint but you know i just noticed that last year was two jets that's why they were highly anticipated to do well this year uh, came crashing down all of a sudden just because of one injury. Yep, absolutely, just because of one injury. So everyone else, D'Amico Ryans or Stefanski, D'Amico Ryans? D'Amico Ryans. I love what Stefanski's done. Uh, that's more defense than anything. I would give the defensive coordinator uh, more props on top of that, in my opinion. Uh, but I do think he did an excellent job just to keep the team positive in that manner. They, in my opinion, lucked out with Flacco. Nobody wanted yeah. Flacco. <clears throat> Flacco just rose to the occasion and, yeah, you know. But just the, the Browns to lose Chubb at your Steelers mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. And Jerome Ford steps in. They're running a game, still goes good. You know what? The North next year is going to be brutal because you're going to have all these injured players. Chubb coming back. You're going gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna to have the Burrow coming back. Everybody's coming back. I I. Fear the AFC North next year. That's okay. Mr. Trubisky will still be there. No, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> All right, Ernie, anything else you want to go over? I'm good. Again, gang, we want to extend our sincere appreciation for over three years of support as we start year four. No bigger supporter than the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You can check us out, our podcast, uh, on their website at hisportsradio.com. That's highsportsradio.com. You can check out Kule and Paul Brick weekday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on wake up in the den again this is on 95.1 fm 760 am or on high hawaii and until next week the sports rivals are out thank you for joining us on the sports rivals podcast check us out on social media at sports rivals podcasts on instagram and at sports rivals pod on twitter where you can share topics you'd like to hear 